That's good. Welcome to Digital Coffee. All right, guys, it's brewed for you for today. That is Tuesday, but you'll probably be listening to this on Wednesday, maybe today as well tonight. That would be great. Anyways, I'm your host, Brett Deister. Let's get on with the show. All right, looks like Sony's betting big on 4K and streaming. Uh, They have decided to, well, release on their... Smart TVs that are Android-powered, obviously, because it would be hard to actually have a iOS-powered smart TV because uh, Apple would not want to do that. Anyways, um, it is going to be $30 to stream a movie in 4K. So if your TV is set up to do 4K, you can get this streaming service for $30. Now, that is... Depending on where you live, it could be two movie tickets, it could be a little bit less. Here in California, that is not as expensive, depending on what theater you go to. It is close to it, I would say around $12 to $13, so it's pretty close to two movie tickets, depending on what time you go to. Uh, now, if you really are in favor of this, this could be a really great thing for you, but like I said, it's going to be $30 a month. That is quite a bit more than what... Netflix is offering too, so Sony is hoping hoping that people will, will want to get this because it is streaming in 4K. Ooh. But seriously, I mean that it's with all the other streaming options you have, they are asking for quite a bit of money for this. So I'm wondering if this will actually pan out for them. I'm thinking no. I think the price might be too steep, even for people that have 4K. For a lot of those people, it might be a little, a little too steep, just a, just a little bit. All right, looks like Mattel. Well, it, well, it, it, uh, yeah, it basically fell for a phishing scam and lost three million dollars. That's right, it lost three million dollars. Wow, uh, from basically a classic phishing scheme. Now, apparently somebody wasn't really doing their due diligence in uh, the scam, but, uh, yeah, they, they, they got had. Yes, they got had. It was a vendor in China, actually, which is a funny thing, but here's the thing is why did they... Why don't they train their people to understand these scams? I mean, these scams are... A lot of them are the same. They aren't really any different. They aren't... They don't really change. It's just people do it over and over again, and then the news gets out, and then people just are really well aware of this. Um, But (laughs) it looks like, uh, you know, something just didn't really, you know get 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 it they didn't really understand it um thing is they do have uh protocols in place to stop this but it looks like those protocols were a little late even though they figured it out when like wait a minute this doesn't seem right the damage was already done now will they see this money nope they will not see this money especially if it's in china china does not care if an american company loses money uh they're like 
Should have been, should have thought better, should have done something better, should have done this better. So let this be a lesson to you out there in internet land and social media land, even though they can kind of combine together. Be well aware of weird phishing scams that are going on. If they are classic, do not the least know it. Uh, if they ask for anything out of the ordinary, and it's usually credit card numbers or social security numbers, saying they are part of what a bank, obviously, and most common ones, and this is what the phishing scam was all about, was a bank in China uh, saying that they needed... Uh, certain type of funds to be uh, allocated and they didn't really figure it out. No bank will ask you through an email to do this. Ever. They will not. They just will not. They will tell you to go to the website. Uh, they will not ask you for social security number or anything like that. Any personal information through an email or something weird or anomaly will not happen. It just won't happen. But people keep on falling for it, and so they keep on doing it, which is really funny to me because it's like, ah, people, stop doing it. Don't do it. Stop it. Stop it. Stop it. Stop it. But I guess it's a lesson for you now. Um, I'm going to feel sorry for those employees that work for Mattel because they probably are going to be even more scrutinized from what is already happening because they lost uh, quite a bit of money. It, it was quite a bit. It was It was a lot. All right, Instagram has been in the news because still people do not like what Instagram is doing with its feed. Uh, back last week, Instagram was like, hey, we're going to be changing our feed to be more, uh, to be algorithmic. Um, basically what that means is that it's akin to Facebook because Instagram is owned by Facebook. This isn't the biggest surprise. They've been looking to monetize it. This is the best time now since they've about 200,000 advertisers on Instagram and so they said hey we're gonna we're gonna do an al algorithmic feed where we will populate what we think you should see uh, this is the little m magic of Facebook where it's saying oh it looks like you like this so you should listen to this uh, but to be honest with you it no I don't really like it. Uh, now, I understand that if you are somebody that's on these sites and you do not have a blog or some place that you call home, that you own, that you can change on your own, you, well, you have to understand is that they will they are always going to change something and you are either going to have to deal with it or have a website and control that space because this is considered rented space now rented space means is that you have a spot but you don't own it you don't control it meaning that if they change the rules you have to abide by them there's nothing you can do so a lot of these people that m made great money on Instagram are probably gonna be going well the ship has sailed type of thing they will still probably be popular but that's a problem. Now what they're trying to do is saying, hey, turn on your push notifications so you don't miss anything. But people are like, look it, I don't want, I don't want it to be bombarded by different um, push notifications through my phone. I don't want to be like it blowing up like, hey, someone just posted something, 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 someone just posted something. That would get a little crazy for a lot of people. And so 
that isn't a smart move for these bloggers and Instagrammers that rely on this site. That is not a smart move. You really need to stop doing that and focus on your content as always because if it is great, you don't have to worry about that. But if you are worrying about that, then maybe you should look at your content. Like I said, I understand that it's awful, it's terrible, it sucks. Algorithms and feeds just seem, always seem like a terrible idea, but that's that's what we live in. Facebook has done a tremendous job with monetizing their site with algorithmic feeds. Of course they're going to do it with Instagram, it's no doubt. Now, it ha Instagram has confirmed that they are making analytic um, tools for their site, so it should be interesting to see what it says. I am, and this is future telling. This is, this is just my own understanding of this. It's just my own thought of this. They are eventually going to change branded and regular pages, and that is probably going to happen in the near future. I would not be surprised if they were doing this. Reason why is because they can say we're going to give you analytics tools, but they also can halt your organic reach because Facebook has done that so they could say so Facebook could say hey pay up and you're like oh, I don't want to I don't want to pay up why do I have to pay up why why this is because Facebook wants you to pay up it's true it really is um like I said before it's the name of the game if you don't like it don't be on social media because you are going to have to deal with their changes whether you like it or not. And that's just the name of the game, unfortunately. All right, it looks like another Instagram news is that you cannot log out on Instagram. Yes. Instagram has ditched the logout button because, well, they probably want, they probably don't want people to not uh, update it with the algorithm, with the, uh, because people are thinking about, hey, I may may as well just not update it so I don't get the algorithmic feeds. So what they're doing is that this is a way for them to, well, say, hey, you're going to have to update this anyways. Um, so it is interesting that, that this is for iOS only that they are ditching that button. You cannot log out. You are on it, my friend, and you are on it for good. There is no way of getting out unless you, well, get a new phone. And then you'll just have to log back in. Yes. It's unfortunate. But this is only for iOS. Somehow, Android, which they always do last, uh, is not beholden to this. It, interesting. Also, on the Instagram update, uh, they have launched even longer videos. Yeah. I, yes, Instagram has announced that you can now shoot 60-second videos. Yay! But the problem is that people don't really watch videos as often as they look at pictures on Instagram. So this may be a push to getting them more into videos, but if you already have a problem with your viewers watching more videos than looking at pictures, then I don't think longer will be better. Plus, they really don't have any tools to edit uh, video on there, so it couldn't it's not really great content anyways uh, so they're gonna have to figure out a way to actually do that there are really great options for editing videos through your phone mind you as well so look into that if you're looking to shoot videos and then post it on Instagram do not do the other way it's, it's, it's just bad most people most professionals that are doing it 
always shoot it either on their camera with using a different app to shoot it, but they don't just instantly post it onto Instagram because, well, they're probably different outtakes and different takes to do, and it would just get annoying to reshoot it every single time, and you, just, you can cut it. Just cut it. That's how it is. But yes, Instagram has finally, you know, elongated their video so they can be like, look, we have video too. You could shoot one minute of video instead of 15 seconds because the current is 15 seconds. So now you can shoot for 60 seconds. Now the implications for brands is a little bit different. Now they can have longer uh, content for video. Um, also for users as well, but I'm thinking more brands are probably going to utilize this a lot more. I could be wrong about this. Uh, then regular users, regular users, they do shoot video. I've seen people shoot video. I shoot video every once in a while. I don't do it very often because, like I said before, it it just doesn't really work as much. But have no fear. If you really want to shoot a minute long video, you can. Oh yeah, get it. All right, are you in a town that has Google Fiber? Well, Google has introduced Fiber Phone. For $10 a month, you can get phone service, and this includes caller ID, 911 calling. Well, that that's that should that should be do it without it. I mean, that that should be everything. Call waiting as well. Ooh, um, you can keep your phone. You cannot keep your. I mean, keep your phone number. You cannot keep your phone number. Whatever you want. Um. You also access to your voicemail, um, and the service will transcribe your voice messages for you and then send a text message or email. That's actually a nice feature, so you don't always have to like click to hear it. You can just read it if you want to and see if it's actually important enough to actually get back to somebody. I do like this because it's actually not that bad of a price for phone service. Phone service has been going downhill ever since the rise of uh, cell phones and especially smartphones where we just don't feel like we need that as much anymore but the only way you can get this is if google fiber is in your city if it's not in your city i'm sorry you cannot get it you're not allowed until it comes which is hopefully soon because seriously google fiber sounds like an awesome service better than the other ones so far it's just a fact or that's what i think is a fact all right, are you someone that uses Tinder? It's all right if you don't really want to, you know, say you use it. It's just one of those things where it's, I, I, I use it. It's there. That's what Tinder is. Tinder is, is well known for being more of a hookup site than an actual dating site, and Tinder has been trying to change that image around. It hasn't really worked. But with the Slay's acquisition of Human, um, they're hoping to change it around. Now, Human is has not really much correlation with dating. They have more been a, con a contact app that allows you to see your human connection with them, kind of get what's going on with them as well. But that app really didn't take off as well um, as they hoped. It launched in 2012 with a lot of press, and then it kind of just went... They also had an interesting app that I didn't try for very long called Knock Knock, which kind of um, allowed, allowed college students to talk to each other, you know, knock knock each other. Knock knock, who's there? It's me. 
was that? I don't know. Um, but this acquisition is probably more beneficial for human than actually is for Tinder because they weren't doing very well and this kind of saves them from the ooh, we aren't doing very well type of a thing where they have to make tough business decisions. Unfortunately, not everybody from the team will be trans transitioning over to uh, Tinder, uh, but the head people of the company of human are going to be coming over to be uh, more VPs of product development. So best of luck to them. It's great to see that some people kept their jobs. It's unfortunate that other people didn't. I wish all of them could keep their jobs, but uh, the sad reality is, is when companies get taken over, there's a lot of overlap between positions and they have to let people go because they don't need that many people in those positions. It's sad, I know. All right, do you love SoundCloud? Do you enjoy it? Are you always listening to the indie scene through SoundCloud? Because they have a very good indie scene. Well, SoundCloud is now going to be taking on Spotify with its new music uh, subscription service. Now, it says it starts at $9.99 a month. However, oddly enough, iOS users are going to be $12.99 a month. So it doesn't really pay to have an iPhone for this. Uh, anyways, um, SoundCloud in the, uh, in the past has made some licensing deals with Sony Music to well, allow this to happen. The reason why, if you're wondering why the company is charging $12.99 for signups, uh, it's because Apple takes a mandatory 30% cut from it, so they have to, well, it has to be a little bit more expensive. I'm sorry about that. Blame Apple for that. Go to Apple, because they're not fun to deal with, and say, hey, why this happened? Uh, but if you are a pro unlimited user, it'll be discounted at a rate of $4.99 a month, because you're already paying for, well, some of the services, so... Well, for the first six months. So you get a little bit of a discount for the first six months, and then it just goes back up. Um, it would be nice if they actually kind of included that as just a way of, hey, Pro Unlimited people, thanks for supporting us for so long. So we'll just give you $4.99 a month. But nope. They decided to say, okay, for a while, for about a half a year, we'll give it to you there. Um, but... If you are if you are a person that really really loves uh, SoundCloud, you love the indie scene, this actually could be a great thing for you. However, it's going to be playing a lot of catch up to Spotify because Spotify is a really robust app slash uh, program platform for this. So it should be interesting to see what actually is going to transpire through this. What SoundCloud is doing at this time, I do love to see that there is competition between this. Um, you have 8-Tracks, which is more of a third-party indie um, playlist creation music app. You used to have Songza, but that was folded into Google Play Music. But you have Google Play Music. You have YouTube Red that kind of does YouTube music with it. Um, Spotify, Apple Music, and Pandora. So you have those top five people. Or not people. It could be people if you want to. Corporations are people. Um, you have those top five companies that are run by people, uh, that are vying for dominance in the music streaming service. It used to be Beats, but now it's owned by Apple. That's why it's Apple Music. Uh, but it should be interesting to see what actually happens. Uh, now, the biggest thing that they have over Spotify at this moment is the podcasting. 
they have a lot of great podcasters on there as well, and so they have a really robust thing that could actually bring it over the edge uh, between Spotify and them. Spotify is getting into podcasting, but is very limiting in who they want to bring over. So this could be a better, better for SoundCloud. But depending on what you want, if you want to sign up, go ahead and sign up. It is called SoundCloud Go. So SoundCloud and Go. Oh, I just made it. I made a phone. Maybe not. All right. I use Hopper. Hopper, if you don't know, is a great app for figuring out what the best days to go and travel. It will give you, it will ask you where you want to go, what uh, airport you want to fly out of, and then it will give you a nice calendar of different months, and it will give you green, yellow, kind of dark, kind of light red, and then dark red for the worst, and it's the best times to purchase and the worst times to purchase. I love it because it allows you to see when you should go, what month you should go as well, because some months are better than others, and so you can plan out your vacations better that way. Um, they are now raising about $16 million. Um, you know, grow it, mature it as well. I love this app. It has a partnership with American Airlines. I do hope other airlines start partnering with it as well. Because this, this is my go-to app if I want to find the best flights, um, hands down. Just because it's a nice, easy uh, user interface. And it just allows me to see it a lot better. Now, there is Expedia and all these other sites that do it. Do a great job, but I like how it's laid out. I like how they do it. I like the calendar and showing the best times to actually buy. And it actually diff it actually differs between airports too. But yeah, uh, this is great to see a small developer like this is building up their capitals to hopefully endure for more months. Um, I once again hope that all other airlines will jump on with them and partner with them as well. It is a great app. Just helps. It helps generate business. It helps generate wealth. Why not? But they're always kind of picky about that stuff. Um, it's always a weird thing. You know what I mean? You know? You know? You know? No? Alright. Alright, now there's two things going on with Snapchat. One is they have updated it with uh, Snapchat Chat 2.0. This adds Bitmojis, which is kind of stickers um video calling as well and it just and this was actually announced today and this just makes it well just a lot better for for people that, that love to chat and love to use snapchat and that is mostly the younger um audience uh now with this this just makes it a little bit more interactive you can use different types of bitmojis or stickers which leads me to an interesting thing that Snapchat, prior to this, there's a rumor that it was buying Bitstrips, which was the really popular um, animated cartoon where you can make it of yourself and your friends for $100 million. Now, people were wondering why it was buying this, and now we fully understand today why it actually bought it. Uh, it was for the stickers. It was to allow... Uh, the chat 2.0 to be more immersive and allow for uh, these to be made 
as well. Uh, so it actually was a good move by Snapchat. I'm pretty sure they already were <laughs> well aware of what they were doing and knew that this would actually be a good opportunity for them to actually buy it. Bitstrips made, uh, well, went viral in a way uh, a little while ago through Facebook when everybody was using it. It kind of died down a little bit more, not as many people were using it, but it did have its day in the sun of popularity for, I would say, at least a couple months. Um, and then it kind of just went, it went down. And it kept on going down, too. Um, but, yeah, it, this just makes sense. I'm... Best of luck to Snapchat and all of them. They are becoming extremely popular, especially in the marketing industry where more and more brands are, well, making a Snapchat account. So uh, as it becomes more popular, brands are going to be finding a better way to interact with their audience, especially if they are the younger demographic because that's where they're going. They aren't going to Instagram anymore because of Instagram's change and this could actually hinder Instagram's growth more than we think it will. So, like I said, it, it could be an interesting move that they do. Um, I do expect uh, Snapchat to rival a lot of the well, bigger companies like Twitter, especially Facebook. I feel like it's the it's the best rival for Facebook at this moment. Uh, now, that could change, as it always does, but at this moment, Snapchat is probably the only one as of now that can actually rival Facebook or get to there. It was in the past Pinterest, but Pinterest has done some interesting things. Not saying it can't, but it's not seeing as big of a rise as Instagram or Snapchat has, so... We'll see what happens with Pinterest, but I still think you should never count out Pinterest because it's actually a really great site. All right, there is a new app that is titled the Snapchat for Grownups. It's called TapStack. Now it's available on iOS and Android, uh, and it allows you to take pictures. Uh, it was first called Ding Dong, the app that allows you to share location move with close friends, but it quickly became Tap Talk, and the interface improved immeasurably. Whoa. Um, what it actually does, it kind of allows you to share your moments with your friends, uh, since that's kind of all, that's how all these social medias actually really started. Maybe to, ex I would actually exclude Google+, but all these actually started with a simple way of sharing things with your friends. Now they exploded because everybody wanted to share things with their friends, and then they got popular, they monetized it, and they went, wah, 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 wah. Um... Now, it allows you to literally tap a profile picture on a friend, send them both a photo, short video, or of up to 10 seconds, and your location. So it is a, a little bit more of a private um, type of Snapchat, and uh, you would be, you really have to know the person to, you know, share this type of stuff, especially the location. I've never shared it to someone I didn't really know very well. Um, but it could be an interesting thing, especially if it's geared towards more grown-ups and not just things that you do on Snapchat. Um, like I said before, it is available on iOS and Android. Uh, I think it's interesting, especially if it allows you to tap a profile and allows you to just share whatever you want with it. Uh, you could also share albums between people. Uh, it's called Stack. That's why it's called Tap and Stack. So you tap, then you stack. 
if you want to. Uh, so it allows you to share different medias rather quickly, rather easily. Very cool interface. I kind of like it. It's kind of my recommendation of what you want to try out. Like I said before, this is both on Android and iOS. So you don't have to feel left out if you're on Android. Unless you're a Windows user or a BlackBerry user, then you always feel left out. Oh, I feel sorry for you. I do like Windows Phone, mind you. I think Windows Phone's interface is great. I think Windows 10 uh, for both mobile and the operating system will help bring uh, when the Windows Mobile experience more popular and more apps as well. Uh, because the more apps it has, the more popular it's going to get. And maybe it could actually rival Android and iOS, which would be great to have three or four different actual qualified contenders not two because we're still really just two all right there is a report out that google is going to cut off this fiscal wallet card on june 30th yes prior to apple pay there was google wallet it was the first major way of paying with your phone uh it didn't really take off as well as google hoped and it also offered which was weird a wallet card now this was actually a physical card that you could actually pay for as well it didn't really like I said, the Google Wall didn't really take off as well. Apple introduced Apple Pay. Google rebranded Google Wallet into Apple Pay and rebranded Google Wallet into a uh, pay 101 paying service. So pay your friend back for something type of service. Kind of like Venmo or PayPal, which Venmo is owned by PayPal anyway. So what it, it doesn't really matter. Well... Um, since it really didn't do very well and there really wasn't that big of a user base, they're finally going to cut off. Now, Google does this a lot with a lot of their products. So if you're super upset, well, I'm sorry. This is Google. They do this. It happens. If you're going to get frustrated about it, you're going to be alone because this is what they do a lot. They do with Google Reader. FeedBurner is, well, hopefully going soon, which I don't like. If you're going to do a podcast, never use FeedBurner. Tip of the day. All right, it looks like Google Photos has finally enabled non-destructive edits in its latest update. Yes, with its update and its ever-growing popularity of Google Photos, where you can share, or not share, well, you can share as well, but you can upload as many photos as you want because it's unlimited. Uh, it has risen in popularity quite a bit, and with this newest update, you can do some minor editing tweaks to it. Now, it's not as robust as its own uh, app called Snapseed, which I highly recommend if you're ever going to do video editing through your phone. It's quite easy, quite, and really, really great. Um, this allows uh, just to do some, some updates. Uh, so, what what I've seen is that Google Photos has slowly been updating, slowly been adding more and more features to it. I like it. I use it. Uh, this is how I share different things. I have a Flickr account, but I usually section that off to a little bit more professional when I actually get the time, which I haven't had the time lately to do, but I like to get the time to do it. Uh, but it is exhibiting as robust, like I said, Snap, uh, Snapseed or Adobe Lightroom, but I think it's going to be getting there. Um, now, they do own Snapseed, so I would like to see more of a cross-integration with it or exporting the files over to it as well. But we will see. Uh, they keep on doing very interesting updates with it, and it's going to get better, as Google always does it. Usually, they have a betas for 10 years. <laughs> Gmail. Um, but yeah, I highly enjoy it. If you don't like it, there are 
quite a bit of other ones. Flickr is another great one as well. Alright, Samsung looks like it's ready to um, get rid of the ads for you in its Samsung Internet. Yes, yeah, Samsung Internet allows you to basically have an ad blocker and surf the web. Now, a lot of publishing companies have tools and software that blocks people that are using ad blockers because they actually do make money through that. Um, but Samsung is getting itself into the ad blocking business. Now, it allows you different options to block this block of unwanted content, block content fast, block plus for Samsung browser and block wave. So there you've got about five different options. Uh, you can also use your fingerprint um, to well, encrypt your internet browser history so you don't have any nefarious internet companies searching what you do. <laughs> uh, but hey, it's for those that want the best privacy they can get. And nowadays it's more it, privacy has been... I think talked about the most because of the encryption debate more than it ever has in the past. Even though it has been talked about, it has become quite important. Which lets me to lead into the ever the never-ending case of Apple versus FBI. Well, it kind of ended. Uh, FBI has dropped the case against Apple for unlocking the phone because they have found a way to unlock the phone. My guess it's the NSA. My guess the NSA had already had tools to do it, and I don't understand why uh, FBI has did this whole hubbub. But my speculation is, is that they want a key to unlock any phone that they feel that they want to to spy Snoop, doing like that, basically circumventing the Fourth Amendment. I am not for that. That's why I was always for Apple, and it will always be for Apple when they were talking about this. This was just a marketing or a PR ploy to put pressure on Apple to unlock the phone. Apple's kept on saying, no, 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 no. We helped. We tried to help you in the background, but you messed up and reset the password for the iCloud, and so you screwed yourselves over. FBI's like, no, 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 we didn't do that. And like, yeah, we actually did that. Our bad. So... In, in the end, this was still the FBI's fault for doing this. Apple was always willing to help them out, didn't help, and uh, the FBI was just, the government was just like, they're not willing to do anything. And, well, in the end, one of the other agencies found a way to unlock it. So this was all for nothing. It was just all one big drama for nothing. All right, Bitdefender has a new, is a free tool to hopefully avoid ransomware. Yes, if you don't really understand what ransomware is, it's basically a way that attackers get into your system, encrypt your files, and say, hey, if you want me to unlock your files, pay me this much. Uh, usually all security experts are saying, do not pay this because you have no guarantee that they will actually unlock it. When sometimes they actually want to unlock it, they will actually work with you with the money. But like I said, it's usually never a great idea because you just uh, positively reinforce that you keep on doing this. Now, with this Bitdefender, it does have the advantage of uh, basically putting uh, some some code into it saying, "Hey, this don't encry don't encrypt this type of a thing." However, it is not really 100% accurate you still will be able to uh, 
have ransom get ransomwareed. I guess I guess I turned it into a verb. Shouldn't actually turn it into a verb, but you there it it will not 100% block every ransomware software tool out there. It will do some of the family, but it won't do every one of them. And it will and it will basically tell the the software for the ransomware, hey, this is this is protected or this is or coded with do not encrypt. And they're like, okay, and we'll move along to something else, and then we'll encrypt something else. Uh, but like I said before, this is not 100% accurate. This can't you can still be be uh, a target of ransomware. So do your due diligence. My steps to doing this is one: always back up with a non with an external hard drive that is not connected to the internet whatsoever. It is the best hard copy you can do. And make sure you update daily, I would say weekly the most. Do not do monthly because that's just a really dumb idea. Uh, but daily would be the best way. Once the once the backup is complete, unhook it, put it somewhere else for safekeeping. But be sure you unhook it because if you don't, they could just get into it quite quickly. Uh, and so that is another thing to actually look out for. Uh, now, like I said before, you can download this tool. It's a free tool. I will put the tool in the show notes for you guys to check out if you want to. But hey, it's just another little extra security for you as well. All right, Facebook Messenger looks like it could be getting a new feature. Uh, Facebook has wanting is is wanting to push retail payments through Facebook Messenger. They've been wanting to monetize Facebook Messenger for a little bit and they've been slowly doing it as well. Now they have Facebook Messenger for business, for businesses to talk to people through Facebook Messenger. Uh, They also have a way for people to track it through their packaging through Facebook Messenger as well. Uh, So this this is an interesting play for them as well. So you, you could potentially, in future updates, buy things through Facebook Messenger, um, Facebook is really the only the few comp the few companies left that hasn't gone into uh, more of an e-commerce type of business. It has slowly been doing that through first it was through coupons and now it's through the stores and etc. Cetera, etc. Cetera. So this should be interesting to see what they actually do with it. Uh, also, in future updates, it looks like they'll be able to encrypt chats because all tech companies are really afraid of the government uh, snooping and being able to crack uh, whatever people are saying, and that isn't really good for their bottom line. So they're gonna—they are gonna be finding ways to encrypt it, and Facebook is trying to find ways to encrypt Messenger as well. Um, so you will be able to encrypt chats soon. Don't know exactly when, but soon. Should be interesting. See what actually happens. Now here's an interesting thing that actually happened. A known internet troll by the name of Andrew, I'm probably gonna butcher his last name, R. Arheman. Uh, well, it did a new little trick. Uh, he basically circumvented this very lock security on Internet of Things and decided to print <laughs> uh, what is considered very hate speech-like content basically saying it talking about white supremacy in that type of way uh, i'm not going to post a picture about it it's just that type of thing well people got a little bit upset and um it got attention 
from universities because it was basically he circumvented and didn't really crack any codes he did not break any laws but circumvented the very laxed uh, security of Internet of Things and basically had all the printers print these very racist comments they're, they're quite racist I don't know if he's racist in general but they were quite racist in uh, in nature and so what has happened is that they are now calling for a criminal investigation which is which they term a hate crime however I read the message there was actually no there was no insight to violence type of message it was hey white people stop being dominated by this type of group join us in one of the room meetings so there was a call to join a meeting and that was the call to action but there was no actual hate now people are like but hate speech hate speech is protected speech under the constitution it has been protected under the constitution for quite a while and the reason why is because hate speech is a very subjective term that society changes all the time and moves it quite up and so on and so forth now this andrew has done these types of things before uh, he has exposed uh t's security and allowed 114,000 ipad email addresses to be exposed he also has attacked planned parenthood exposed the names of government officials and on Ashley Madison and Friendfinder, he has exposed their lack of security. Uh, so it should be interesting to see what actually happens with it. Hey, I'm all for exposing really lack security flaws in the system because it does happen quite a bit now. So I'm not against this. I do hope that he gets a fair trial if there is an investigation against him. I don't think there should be an investigation against him, but it's all depending on the government and the police and I don't think they will really have much of a case to be honest with you all right now moving on to apps to try segment uh, there's one called one big thing will allows you to you know simply you know get focused on the biggest tasks at hand is a nice big interface of things to do um, so you could type in you know uh, create social media strategy and then uh, and you can post little things like uh, create strategy for Facebook, create strategy for uh, Twitter and that thing. So it gives you a nice little big card of the overarching thing you have to get done and then the little things you have to get done as well. So it's a very simple and easy to use interface. Uh, it's only for iOS, so sorry my Android users. You just can't do it. Alright, another one for iOS is called Cabalot. Now this is a way for you to check uh, Lyft and uber prices or different cab companies and see which one is the better price and then book it i like this because if you do a lot of that type of transportation this could save you a lot of money and will give you which ones you will actually save uh, now if you don't do that a lot this might not be a good thing for you but it's only for ios so check it out if you really want to save from the surge pricing and see which one is the best one for you also there is uh, this interesting, actually cool little uh, suitcase. It's a smart. It's kind of a smart suitcase. Unfortunately, it's for only for iOS. I kind of wish it was for more than just an iOS device, but it looks like it's only for an iOS device right now. But it is. It can be enabled to, to pair with your phone. Um, you can also, and this is the, this is the keeper here. 
It can also it has a built-in charger, so you can actually charge your phone and not be a wall hugger. I actually kind of like this little design. It's very sleek, minimalistic. Uh, there's different colors you can actually get as well. But if you're a person that actually um, does do a lot of traveling, this could be a great thing for you. Now, there's two different types of uh, bags. There is the A22 carry-on. This is the TSA-approved compact design that prioritizes maximized interior storage. Uh, so this is for, you know, carry-on packages, uh, bags, if you don't really want to go through and do check-in baggage because that can cost you a little extra money. And then there's the A28, um, which allows you for a little bit bigger, but still uh, is a great way for, for you to actually get, uh, you know, to where you need to go. Also pair it with your phone and, and charge it too which is i think a really cool thing charging it with your phone sounds like an awesome thing uh such an awesome thing because a lot of times when you're on an airport you're like oh, i need to charge my phone and everybody's hogging the charger so having a case that allows you to charge your phone which would be a great thing now it doesn't look like it's it it shows, yeah, it's only available for the App Store, unfortunately. Now, I would like to see it available for Android as well because people do travel, use Android phones too. So I'm hoping that they do this. But like I said, there's location awareness so you can see where your bag is. Um, integrated scale, so ergonomic top carry-on doubles as a weight sensor and built-in charger, which I said before, which is great. I like the charger. I think that's a really great thing because charging is essential. All right, one last thing. It's called Alert Film. It's only for iOS right now, but allows you to be alerted to, you know, never miss a movie again. It does pair with iTunes, Cinema, Netflix, Torrent, and Plex. So if you don't want to miss a movie, uh, this could be a great thing for you. If you are a movie lover and love to watch your movies, this is the app for you, especially if you want to watch that new movie that you may have missed in the theaters or didn't really want to spend that much money on the theaters because they are quite expensive. Um, so this is a great one for you to actually try out. Like I said, it's only for iOS. And to let you know, I will put all these in the show notes so you can try them out through that as well because nice and easy neat way of doing it than going and searching for because that's my job that's my job to do it all right this is digital coffee for you the brood is over mm, it was good i think you know one of my best shows uh but if you do like digital coffee be sure to follow me on uh twitter at digital co77ee facebook digital coffee podcast YouTube Digital Coffee Podcast, Instagram Digital Coffee Podcast, and Google Plus Digital Coffee Podcast as well. Next month, I will be releasing a e-newsletter called Digital Brewers, so be sure to sign up on my website or on uh, Facebook if you haven't already signed up to get those little extra things that I'm going to give you, give away that I won't normally do through podcasts or my written material. All right, guys, I hope you have a great day. And tune in tomorrow when I talk about Marketing Blend and all the new updates that are going on and talk more in-depth about uh, Instagram and what not to do, which was basically what everybody was doing with the push notifications. All right, guys, have a great day and see you tomorrow. Goodbye.